Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part four in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Failing sucks. It's horrible. I don't like it. I wish it didn't have to happen, but it's going to happen. And it's an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an opportunity to learn. I think he's got a good quote in here that really sums up, I guess, what foolishness might look like. He says, you cannot fix people who will not take feedback because from their perspective, they do not have a problem. You know, and, and, and this isn't to say that we have to like own everything that's everyone else tells us, but you know, it's one of our principles at the refuge that we talk about a lot, which is a willingness to be taught. We want to, we want to be learners. And if we arrive at a place where we feel like there's nothing else to learn or there's no perspective to be gained from others, or I just always know it all and I'm not going to listen to anyone else like that, that is a foolish person. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the arrogance that that says. I'm going to walk into a room and there is nothing I can learn from anybody here. Like that's, that's pretty arrogant. Like anybody who thinks that, like what, what, like it might be, you might be an expert in something that a lot of the people in the room don't know, but that means that there's other people that know that might be an expert in something completely different. And if there's, if you ever, if you ever find yourself saying or thinking like, I can't learn anything from anybody in this room, that's a, that's a red flag that like, maybe you should check yourself because you're turning into, you are being foolish at that point. I couldn't agree more. If you can't learn from somebody. And that is, that is true. Even in like, it's not about education. It's not about life. It's not about life. It's not limited to life experience. If someone has their doctorate in something, it doesn't mean that they know everything about everything. Or if somebody's like, if like a guy who has his doctorate can learn from a guy who doesn't have his GED because they have different perspectives and things that they've gathered from their life. Like we are valuable people. And that is a, like, it's like a, that is a, a key tenet to being a Christian is that we are all valuable people. And if you say, I can't learn anything from these people, like there's nothing I can get from them. Like you have limited yourself from getting information from people or learning and growing closer to other people. That is a, that is a failure. As soon as someone says, I can't learn anything else from these people, maybe for this topic, maybe, but not in like that is a broad statement. You can't learn anything from somebody else. Like that's, that's silly. Nobody likes arrogant people. I agree with what you said. I love what you said about like, it doesn't matter. I don't care if I'm talking to a medical doctor an attorney, someone who's got four PhDs. Like I, I think that we should all try to live our life to where there's something to learn that we could learn from anybody. There's something we could learn from anybody. Yeah. And it shouldn't be threatening if somebody knows something more, like instead no, of exactly. being like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to that person because they know more than me. Like that is, it's just, that seems weird. So you're just going to limit yourself to only talking about the things that you're the expert in like that's pretty it's pretty limiting where if you're like i have to be the smartest person in the room man that's a that's a tough life you're gonna be pretty lonely pretty fast or or like if 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 you walk into a room and you just think you're the smartest person because you're not but if that's just what you put off like it's gonna be really hard to build relationships it's really hard to have a thriving life if you're walking around thinking i can't learn anything from anybody yep i think the world would be a better place if we approach life more as a learner 
I do. We'd be more open. All right, next quote. This is a longer one, but I think it's pretty good. Um, Henry Cloud says, "When it's like when a spouse says to an al- to the alcoholic, you need to go to AA. That's obviously not true. The addict feels no need to do that at all and isn't. But when she says, I'm moving out and will be open to getting back together when you're getting treatment for your addiction, then all of a sudden the addict feels, well, I need to get some help or I'm going to lose my marriage. The need has been transferred. It's the same with any kind of problematic behavior of a person who's not taking feedback and ownership. The need and drive to do something about it must be transferred to that person. And that is done through having consequences that finally make him feel the pain instead of others. When he feels the pain, he will feel the need to change. A plan that has hope is one that limits your exposure to the foolish person's issues and forces him to feel the consequences of his performance so that he might have hope of waking up and changing. Well, there's a lot in there. (laughs) Man. Yeah. So, gosh, all right. The need, the transfer of pain, because a foolish per—that's this is a foolish person puts their pain that they should take ownership of on other people because they don't want to deal with yes. it. So they're yeah. not taking ownership of their own crap. That's a foolish person. It's a selfish yeah. person. And then, and then it's on. I guess if we're trying to be wise people, it is actually loving to point out and give consequences. Um, to the person that's breaking that's breaking these boundaries to say like you need to change this is the behavior if you continue this behavior this is what I'm going to do and then but and the great part about like that sentence that I'm moving out and will be open to getting back together when you are getting treatment for your addiction so saying like if you do this I will do this if you do if you get if you get treatment I will be open to to having that relationship redeemed like that, there's hope there, but it's also very, it's very clear and loving. It's like, I am moving out. That's a consequence, mm-hmm. but it's not shutting the door and ending it forever. It's saying there's hope for the future. It's very core centered and self-controlled for, for the, for the spouse to say it that way. Listen, I'm putting up a boundary. I can't live with you anymore in this condition. So here's what I'm going to do. If you choose to do X, this is what's going to happen. If you choose to do Y, this is what's going to happen. You have choices. It's your choice. Mm. Yeah. And it's, we hesitate sometimes to put those boundaries down, but to put those like kind of like clear boundaries down, because what if like the, I can, the fear, if, what if the, what if the, what if the spouse says, well, it looks like I'm just going to keep drinking. So I, I want to drink more than I want to be in relationship with you. Like that is, that's an option. That's a hard reality to face, but sometimes that's what happens. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part five in our conversation. We'll see you then.